0: It's time for the Rutherford County High School Football Show. Today's show is brought to you by Webb Aesthetic Plastic Surgery and Med Spa, your hometown plastic surgeon that has been voted your favorite for the last several years. Dr. Webb and staff are honored to wish you a safe and successful football season. Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service, serving all of Middle Tennessee. The Yard Sale Store, where all items are up to 90% off. Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage, if you're buying, building, or refinancing your home in Rutherford County, give them a call at 615-596-2006. Garbison Construction, they have been impacting and investing in people's lives in Rutherford County for nearly three decades, providing quality construction services for additions, remodels, and new construction on residential and commercial projects. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. And now, from Toots Restaurant in Murfreesboro, please welcome the hosts of the Rutherford County High School Football Show, Murfreesboro Post Sports Editor, Monty Hale and Nick Gould.
1: Good morning and welcome to the Rutherford County High School Football Show. I'm Nick Gould and alongside me is Murfreesboro Post Sports Editor, Monty Hale. We're here at Toots Restaurant on Broad Street in Murfreesboro to give you everything you need to know about high school football for all 11 teams in Rutherford County. Regular season finished up on Friday, and now we're into the playoffs. Nine out of the 11 Rutherford County teams made the playoffs, so there will be plenty to talk about as we get into November. Today we'll recap all nine Rutherford County games played last week, take a look at how those results affected the final standings. We will be announcing this week's Player of the Week and previewing next week's matchups, finishing up with our selected Rutherford County Game of the Week. We also have an interview with PCA quarterback Tatum Marks, Another interview with Blackman quarterback Carter Gregory and tackle Xavier Wesley. We also have a coach's interview with Eagleville head coach Floyd Walker. The Rutherford County High School Football Show is presented by Web Aesthetic, your hometown plastic surgeon who has been voted your favorite for the last several years. Dr. Webb and staff are honored to wish you a safe and successful football season. First up, we have MTCS. The Cougars hosted region opponent Izell Harding on Thursday night and won big, This MTCS segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Eli Wilson rushed for 169 yards and three touchdowns. Yates Guerin completed three of six for 85 yards and a touchdown and added eight carries for 63 yards and another one. Brooks Jones and Riley Brown also added touchdowns on the ground, and Greg Haasen got one through the air. Owen White led the defense with nine tackles, including a sack, and Seth Harris had five tackles and a 40-yard pick-six. Not a bad way to end the season, Monty.
2: No, you want to go into the playoffs on an uptick, and of course, um, MTCS gets a bye in the first round of the playoffs. So, um, been a great regular season for them, but you know they've got unfinished business. Uh, this team was kind of made for the made and built for the long haul. And um, you know they're not going to be satisfied unless they're playing in Chattanooga in December.
1: Right. I know they're probably going to see a matchup uh, with Friendship coming up here in a here in a few weeks.
2: I'm sure they will. Yeah, those two teams are pretty evenly matched. Friendship certainly uh, feels they got they owe them one. So, but you got to take care of your business first. You know we don't know a lot about these teams they're going to be playing in the West. Uh, you know, I know Jackson Christian's a good team every year. So, um, don't know much about the opponents, but I know a lot about MTCs, and they're they're at the top of their game. They put that one away real quickly the other night.
1: Yeah, how about Eli Wilson again with another huge game?
2: <laughs> yeah, he's an unbelievable player. He's had a great career. Um, I don't know if he'll win Mr. Football. The kid at Friendship may have something to say about that, but I think he's certainly worthy of a nomination for Mr. Football.
1: Absolutely. I know going into a bye week, some teams can can struggle with that, uh, taking some time off, kind of getting out of that rhythm. Other teams, you know, can use the rest, can use a little more time in the film room, time just working on things that they need to work on rather than working on another team, uh, per se.
2: You know, I think the big advantage with the – with the technology these days, I mean, I'm sure they're already breaking down both possible opponents for the um, uh, the, the second round. So that's a, a big advantage. You you can pick up on their tendencies and you know what they run out of this formation versus this formation. So I think they'll handle I think they'll handle the whole thing well because they're such a senior-laden class. Well,
1: good win by the Cougars. Great season uh, for MTCS this year, and that is your MTCS segment brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Next, we have another region champion, Smyrna, who traveled to Cane Ridge on Thursday and won 33 to 21. This Smyrna segment is brought to you by the Yard Sale Store, where all items are up to 90% off. Austin Morris completed 17 of 23 for 280 yards and three touchdowns. Thomas Jones rushed 14 times for 53 yards and two touchdowns. Jones also added a 78-yard receiving touchdown on the day. Tyreek McCarver hauled in six catches for 90 yards and a touchdown, and Jonathan Messer also caught a touchdown. Thomas Jones not only led the offense with three touchdowns, but he also led the defense with 11 solo tackles, 12 total including a sack. Smyrna really has come alive here in the second half
2: of the season. Oh, golly, you know, you look back to when they opened the season against Riverdale and it was a train wreck. And, you know, they were 0-4, and now they've reeled all six in a row. Um, we've talked about how they've been um, defensively have been pretty sound all year. Just it took took a while uh, to get the offense going. I mean, you mentioned Austin Moore, 17 out of 23. That's much more efficient than he was um, early in the year, and uh, they've got they they get the ball in their athletes' hands. You know, McCarver, um, Thomas Jones, who's had a really had an outstanding career there and a fantastic athlete. So um, you gotta like the, you know their number one seed and they went out and earned it. Yes,
1: yeah, I mean they started off. 0 and 4 and they've won six straight. It's almost like they're a completely different team. Well,
2: they are. Those from what are no, we saw. No question. Matt Williams does a good job with that bunch, and, you know, he never batted an eye when they were 0 and 4 and, you know, they got the first one, then they got another one, and then they got on a roll, and uh, here they are. Remember how we were talking about wide open region?
1: You know, it was wide open, and, yeah. and Smyrna, Smyrna took care of it, right? <laughs> came,
2: came down to um, – Really, week nine when they beat Antioch. Yeah, huge uh, win. So, um, yeah, it's been a it has been an interesting region to say the least.
1: Congratulations to Smyrna, the region champion uh, in Region Five Six A, and that is your Smyrna segment brought to you by the yard sale store where all items are up to ninety percent off. Eagleville hosted cri- uh, Cornersville in a critical playoff atmosphere type game, took care of business, winning twenty-three to fourteen. This Eagleville segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Cornersville got on the board first, but Eagleville answered in the second with a 33 yard touchdown pass from Brody Malcolmore to Elijah Ferns. Eagleville forced two turnovers in the first half, which led to a 33 yard field goal from Jeremiah Broyles and a Cade Pippinger rushing touchdown. Caleb Snitzer had a pick on defense and a 48 yard touchdown run on offense, with the only second half score securing carrying the victory and a playoff spot. Huge win for the Eagles, Money.
2: Yeah, you yeah, know we were me and you were talking off air. I think they might have been able to slip in anyway, but their mindset was we've got to go out and win this game against a a, a tough opponent. Cornerville, Cornersville has an outstanding program um, and had been playing pretty well. And you know, Eagle will bode their necks. They play really good defense and got out of there with a win. Now um they're back in the playoffs for the 7th consecutive year um and the 15th time in program history so and they haven't been playing football too terribly long so uh they were you know their coach Floyd Walker talks about not building a team building a program that regardless of who you lose you know it's the next it's the next groups uh turn the following year and uh, you know they don't miss a too many beats
1: yeah hu- huge for them i mean it was really all up to them they played richland they played cornersville and it was two of those teams were going to make it and one of those teams wasn't
2: <coughs> yeah they, had,
1: they, they made sure that they were the third team in you know not yeah. not even the fourth so
2: and they also you know had to you know in lurking in there was Wayne County, but you know, they had one more loss. It turned out they had you know, two more losses than Eagle, and that was a game that was kind of a head scratcher when they lost it, uh, but fortunately it didn't come back and haunt them.
1: Yeah, love the way they were able to turn things around. They kind of had a slight hiccup there in the middle of the season, but they're in the playoffs nonetheless. Yeah. That's your Eagleville segment brought to you by Moxie Pass Control. Navy Pest Service, serving all of Middle Tennessee. Stewart's Creek hosted McGavick on Friday night in one big, 45-6. to 6. The Stewart's Creek segment is brought to you by Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage. If you're buying, building, or refinancing your home in Rutherford County, give him a call. Caleb Floyd got on the board first with a rushing touchdown, which was followed up with a Daniel Johnson rushing touchdown. Gerald Garry- <laughs> Watson scored on defense with a scoop and score. Kenneth Jordan scored on a 65-yard kickoff return and a 65 yard punt return. Avery Jones threw a 43 yard touchdown pass to Kai Mangrum in the fourth. And I had Habib with six for six on PATs and added a 23 yard field goal. This is about what we expected from the Red Hawks against a struggling uh, McGavick
2: No, No doubt, but you know, big positive. They got all three phases in the game. You know, Jordan's a dynamic playmaker and you know, you got somebody who can bring it back to the house and with the return game, um, you know that can, that certainly can change momentum in a game, and it can uh, help you win games. And obviously, uh, McGavick struggled; they they don't score any points, and then um, offensively they did, you know, plenty enough to to win that game. No surprise there um, at all. But uh, you know they have they have a seven-win season going right now, so that's. That's that's a it's a solid year.
1: You know, almost similar to Eagleville. It seemed like Stewart's Creek got off to a good start, and then they kind of had a slight hiccup there, maybe middle of the season. But they've come back strong. I think that's two or three in a row now for them.
2: Yeah, I mean they'll be a they'll be a formidable opponent in the playoffs. Uh, you know, it's going to get tougher for that region. I'm sure we'll get into that when we preview these games. Uh, but I mean, congratulations to to the to the creek and Smyrna for getting into the playoffs, but you're you're going to be facing, regardless of where you're seated, a better team that was than any that was in your region. True, so.
1: and I I did see if they were to overcome the odds and and win next week, if both Stewarts Creek and Smyrna won, I think they'd play each other again. Yeah, that's a matchup you know us Rutherford County folks would love to see.
2: Yeah, you know it's <laughs> um you gotta you gotta you got to beat them once, and then you got to turn right around and beat them again in the playoffs. <laughs> got to go right back through your region again. Exactly.
1: And that's our Stewart's Creek segment brought to you by Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage. If you're buying, building, or refinancing your home in Rutherford County, give them a call. PCA hosted Webb on Thursday night and finished out their first 11-man season 5-5 five and five, with an 18-7 victory. This PCA segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control. Your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. PCA rushed for over 193 yards and threw for 78. Quarterback Tatum Marks ran in two touchdowns. Lions also added an interception on defense. Monty 5-5 five and five in a home playoff game next week isn't bad for their first 11-man season.
2: Great great for them. You know they um, This was a, a different opponent that that was, was winless in Webb, but uh, Webb did move up a class. So this was a double-A team they had faced, and Webb had faced a bunch of really good opponents. So that's um, um, just another test that PCA passed this year. They have a 5-5 five and five regular season, uh, not just in the playoffs, but hosting a game as a three seed. Their opponent is a three seed. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how they fare in their first ever playoff
1: game now. Yeah, that's true. I think because, yeah, they had that extra win against, you know, a non-region team, they're able to play again at, at Floyd Stadium. And that, that's got to be a great playoff atmosphere for both teams, playing at a, a big college stadium like that. Yeah,
2: I've talked to Coach Ferguson a couple times, and uh, his, he says kids really like going over. They like getting in the bus, yeah. going over there, playing on the, on the field turf. So uh, it's been a good experience for them.
1: Wonder how long that's gonna carry through. I know, you know, MTSU's kind of had a a weird schedule all year. They'll play on Tuesday, Wednesday. It doesn't seem to matter for them. Um, PCA, you know, they'll play Thursday, Friday.
2: Yeah, they've they've had a few uh, Thursday games. Um, you know, I don't I don't know what the timetable is on their stadium. You know, they, obviously they've got to get lights and they've got to. Um, you know have bleachers and yeah. you know I mean so it's a you know it's an ever ongoing battle. when your school's growing though uh you you got more money coming in so and their their school is growing at an incredible rate not just for athletics but for academics and everything that goes with it
1: well I look forward to a a bright future for PCA definitely off to a good start here and I was at Floyd Stadium and got an interview with quarterback Tatum Marks after the game. Let's go to that now. We're here at Floyd Stadium. I'm with quarterback of PCA Tatum Marks. Tatum, tell us about this 18-6 victory over uh, Webb School today. Uh, it was a good one. Uh, the boys fought hard. And, uh, I'm glad it. and you know, being at Floyd Stadium, playing under the lights, how special is it in your inaugural uh, 11-man season to play? It's such a big stadium. Uh, it's really special, especially for me because my dad used to play court back here, so it's pretty cool to play the same field So it's almost like just following in the uh, Marks tradition. Yeah. Have you, uh, I know you're a junior, but have you thought about maybe playing uh, at the collegiate level here in, a, here in a few years? Maybe if it's in the car, <laughs> I know MTSU might be looking at a uh, legacy uh, coming in. Uh, but tell us about the uh, transition from 8-man football into 11-man as you all get ready for the
2: playoffs.
3: Uh, it's it definitely different,
2: but, I mean, just because we were playing 8-man football doesn't I mean we're really playing And we were still getting after
1: it. And, uh, Coach
3: Berg
1: has been doing this well, and, and, and I guess I mean, we'll probably see what happens. Yeah, five, five and five in, in your first season here, uh, you know, in Division Two. Uh, heck of a season. What do y'all look to do to prepare for the first round? Uh, thank you. But um, I mean, just keep on doing what we're doing, and you know,
4: it's God's plan. But we'll, see
1: what well, Tatum, thanks for talking with me today. Thank you. Good luck to you in the postseason. Nick
3: Gould with Main Street Media.
4: I'm Dr. Webb. I'm the owner and operator of Webb Aesthetic Plastic Surgery here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We offer services for both men and women, breast, body, and
3: face for both.
0: I meet with patients who are ready to schedule surgery. We talk about their pre-op appointments, what to expect before surgery, what to expect during and after surgery.
3: We graduated medical school and nursing school the same day, and I had things that I believed in and stood by that I wasn't willing to compromise on. So when he came home, we had to discuss that we were on the same page with how we treated patients and staff. We want them to feel like they're part of our family. If you're looking for a great deal, look no further than the Yard Sale Store. Our locally owned and award winning store is stocked with daily arrivals of new items at unbeatable prices. From housewares to sporting goods, flooring to furniture, we have everything you need. With our huge selection of discounts up to 90% off retail, you're sure to find exactly what you're looking for. Visit us today at one of our free convenient locations or check out our website, yardsalestore.com, to see our latest arrivals.
0: When it comes to building or remodeling, you need a builder you can trust. Look no further than Garbison Construction. Voted one of Rutherford County's best builders, we deliver quality every time, from start to finish. As a locally owned company with decades of experience, we're proud to serve Rutherford and surrounding counties. Let us help make your dream a reality. Visit GarbisonConstruction.com to learn more.
3: What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, That's from taking care of your past to a friendly voice on the phone when you call. So a technician that comes out, he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50-plus different pests, and we'll always have your back.
1: Thanks for sticking with us here on the Rutherford County High School Football Show as we continue to recap the games played last week. Laverne hosted region opponent Antioch in their last game of the season. came up short 28-14. to 14. This Laverne segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Laverne quarterback Dominic Jones rushed for both touchdowns, and Juan Cruz kicked in both PATs. just wasn't enough for the Wolverines to stay in it, that's going to be it for them this year.
2: Yeah, you know, tough way to end the year. Uh, They were, you know, they needed one more win in the region, and, you know, obviously they're going to look back at the, Cane Ridge game when they lost three to nothing is really what did them in or they'd be playing this week as well. Um, Antioch they're going to score points uh, and their quarterback is a freshman so um, and he's really dynamic already uh, so they, they, they're going that guy's going to give them nightmares for three more years <laughs> in that region uh, but yeah you know 14's not going to be enough against Antioch. You're going to you know, uh, they're not a great defensive team, um, but they can they can put put the points on the board.
1: Yeah. You know, and Laverne, it, it wasn't necessarily a bad season. Like you said, three-point po- three difference in that one game, they'd be in the playoffs. They played everybody close, pretty good effort on defense uh, for the most part, and, you know, you just got to win a few more games to really make yeah, it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, they're – you you look at their season, uh, you, know, they, uh, you know they had players out. They you know um, struggled terribly offensively till really probably about week seven. They started getting some things going, but you know just a tough year. Um, um so but I know Coach Woodward does a really good job. You know uh, while they're a six A. Team, they're really not six A in numbers. You know, they don't they don't have near as many um, players out playing football as uh, the other schools in the county does. So they, their opportunity to build depth is is very difficult, and um, that's what you get. You get a three and seven season, unfortunately.
1: And that's your Laverne segment. Brought to you by Moxie Pest Control. Neighborly Pest Service, serving all of Middle Tennessee. Seagull traveled to Rockvale in a do-or-die scenario. Came out on top, 20-7. to The Seagull at Rockvale Game Recap Segment is brought to you by Garbison Construction, who provides quality construction services for additions, remodels, and new construction on residential and commercial projects in Rutherford County. And Moxie Pest Control, your Neighborly Pest Service, serving all of Middle Tennessee. Quentin Groves set up the Stars with a pick in the Rockets' zone, which led to a Caleb Watson touchdown from A.J. Cucciera. Grove's then forced a fumble on the next drive, which was recovered in the end zone by Maddox Grisham, making it 14-0. Rockvale was able to put together a 71-yard drive with a Deccle Kennedy touchdown, making it 14-7 at the half. In the second half, Cucciera kept an option for himself and scored on a 54-yard touchdown run. Siegel forced some huge turnovers on the day, and Rockvale had 14 penalties, which didn't help. What do you think of this one, Monty?
2: <laughs> I'll start with Rockvale. Yeah. <laughs> we said we've talked about this every
1: week.
2: <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to get with Rockvale. Uh, very talented team. Uh, they can still cause a lot of problems for some folks in the playoffs, but you know, they, it's the inconsistency that is just bid them all year. I mean, you mentioned 14 penalties, Fourteen, 14 penalties. in the tenth week of the season. Now
1: and that's over 100 um, yards worth of penalties.
2: Yeah, you know, it's a football field that you lost. <laughs> uh, and you know, in week 10, okay, week one, you know, you're scrambling around. You know, you you're trying to dot your eyes, cross your T's, but it's really surprising uh, that for that to happen in week 10. But you know, they still got in the playoffs. They're a four seed got to go to uh, Mount Juliet, I believe, and uh, yep. so um, we'll see. Now, Siegel, I mean, you, I mean, you just got to give your – tip your hat to the coaching staff, but more so the players and the leaders of that team. I mean, you're talking about a team that's 4-0, rolling, loses its quarterback, loses five straight games, got to have some things to happen to go their way, including winning, and um, lo and behold it, it went their way. But you gotta give their players a lot of credit because, you know, it's tough walking down them halls when you're getting getting beat every week, you know, and you gotta go to practice, you know. How fun can that be? You know, but um they made it fun or they, they did they did something, uh and you know, they got lightning in the bottle. Uh last week, and went out, and you know we'd be honest with you, I'd kind of written them off, so that's that's my fault for doing that. You, you can't never underestimate anyone th- this time of year, so um yeah, that's the thing about all these teams that are in the playoffs I mean we know we know who the a lot of the contenders are, but they don't mean the four seed can't beat the one. I remember over in Dyer County one year, um, they they had one win and played an, a team that was undefeated, and they knocked them off in the first round of the playoffs. So, it's a new season now, and, you know, kudos for Siegel to, um, for getting there.
1: Yeah, I don't think you were the only one, Monty. I mean, that, that was six years in a row they hadn't made the playoffs, and this was looking like their year. And, you know, lo and behold, things don't go
2: their way second
1: half of the season, and well, look at them now, right? They broke yeah. that streak, and they're in the
2: playoffs. And they've got they've got athletes. You mentioned Groves; he's been a ball hawk all year. He's just always around the ball, making stuff happen. You got to have players like that.
1: Yeah. And that's your uh, Seagull at Rockvale game recap segment, brought to you by Garvison Construction, who provides quality construction services for additions, remodels, and new construction on residential and commercial projects in Rutherford County, and Moxie Pest Control. Your neighborly pest service, serving all of Middle Tennessee. Last week's Rutherford County game of the game of the week was well deserved, with a region championship, where Riverdale traveled to Oakland in the Battle of the Borough. The Warriors were able to put them away for the first time in several years, beating the Patriots 25 to 24 and taking the regular season region title. This Riverdale at Oakland game recap segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service, serving all of Middle Tennessee and the art sale store, where all items are up to 90% off. Oakland got on the board first with a 33-yard field goal from Jacob Taylor. He also added three points throughout the game on PATs. Oakland continued to score via Dwayne Morris, who had two touchdowns and nearly 300 all-purpose yards. Ashton Jones also ran in a touchdown late in the fourth, which gave the Patriots the lead with two and a half minutes left. Riverdale quarterback Braden Graham completed 30 of 40, 313 yards and two touchdowns. Dominic Taylor rushed 12 times for 54 yards and a touchdown. Keyshawn Williams had nine receptions for 98 yards and a touchdown. And Brock Montgomery had seven receptions for 104 yards and a touchdown. Khalil Armand was two for two on PATs and added a 40-yard field goal. Raylan Vanderbilt dove for the two-point conversion late in the game off a tipped ball to seal the victory. Oakland did end up getting the ball back, down one, but J.C. Haynes had a huge strip sack, which put Riverdale in the victory formation as time expired. What a game, Monty.
2: (laughs) Great game. Oh, my gosh. I've seen a lot of great ones over the years between them two, just like, you know, similar. Uh, And, you know, that's what it's about. That's what a great rivalry is about, Uh, you know. I guess the big thing stands out, you know, we're we're gonna talk about the the drive and then electing to go for two, but I really thought the turning point for Riverdale was they, they they came out and they grew up. Um that first drive they went eighty yards after halftime was pivotal. I mean it was I mean it was a methodical eighty yard drive, they um Cut the lead to 17-7, and, you know, they were on their way. Fired their defense up. Their defense made plays. And, you know, you can look at certain points in games. I thought that was big, huge, because, you know, if Oakland gets a stop and goes and scores and it's 24 to nothing, it's going to be hard to overcome that. So, I mean, that was a swing score uh, for them. And then, you know, after that – it was on, as they say, you know. I mean, two teams going at it. They elected to go for two. I always like that call. It's easy to just be sitting there and make that call. But it's a, it's a tough call. And, you know, he got tipped. They got a break. Got made a good catch. And so, you know, Riverdale gets the one seed, Oakland the two. Um, I know he's got to get, get his kids back down to earth now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think – Coach Creasy has to say much of anything. Um, you know they know what's expected of, of them in Oakland, and their former players put the heat on them. You got you got a standard to live up to, and um, so you know if things go as we would think, be accordingly, we'll get to do it again in three weeks, and I can't wait. And there'll be more hype yeah. uh, surrounding it. So
1: well, this game was played out of Oakland, and. The, the visiting team won, and you know, lo and behold, we play in here in three weeks, and it's gonna be it's gonna be at the other stadium. Yeah, Riverdale's gonna be hosting.
2: Yeah, Riverdale's got the top seed, so uh, Oakland's the two. So uh, yeah, I'm, if that happens, I'm definitely look forward to that.
1: I do agree with you though. I mean, they were down 17-0 at half. I, I looked at the score, I thought, all right, well, you know, Oakland's gonna win another one. But <laughs> you know, as things went, it just Kept getting closer, closer, and you, you got to tip your hat to the offense uh, led by uh, Braden Graham and and his slew of talented receivers.
2: You got him everywhere. Yeah. And you know when we talked we talked about that last week though, talent was not going to be the issue. No. In this game for Riverdale, it was no talent. They got talent all over the field. I mean, as much as anybody in this state. But would they be able to handle the moment? You know. Can they get over that Oakland hurdle? And it's been a mighty hurdle for everybody, you know, for three years across the state. Not just here in Rutherford County. And they handled it. And had to go to 17 to nothing. If you're down 17 to nothing against those cats, 99% of the time you're done. You know, they step on your throat. And they didn't. They weren't able to do it. And that's because of the talent of Riverdale and how well they handled the adversity in that game. And there was plenty of it.
1: Look forward to a rematch here in a couple weeks, uh, if we're so lucky. But this Riverdale at Oakland Game Recap segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee, and the art sale store, where all items are up to 90% off. Blackman hosted Coffee County and won pretty easily 31-14. to 14. Coffee County started the game with an onside kick but were unable to convert the field goal, and the Blaze got the ball and scored off Caden Perkins' run as he totaled three touchdowns on the day. The Blaze defense was able to force two big turnovers inside their own red zone, which prevented Coffee County from putting too many points on the board. Jane Guy led the receivers with 138 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Boram-Bosen was 4-for-4 four four on PATs and added a 29-yard field goal. Good effort from Blackman on Friday night. But due to a tiebreaker, their season's over.
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny we mentioned this game. I said, if this, you know, if Blackman wins, or even if Blackman loses and Siegel lost, it's it's set. And I said, now if we get in a three-way tie, I'll, I'll just have to wait for they tell me who's <laughs> yeah,
1: <in there."> Exactly. <laughs> That's what I did. But
2: evidently everybody knew when that game was over, that Blackman was not going uh, to the uh, playoffs. but a good way to end their year, first year for Matt Kreisky. They made a lot of improvement. Uh, It may not show necessarily in the win-loss, but certainly major improvement. Got a ton of players coming back. So they've got a lot to build on in the offseason. Yeah, and
1: I I was at the the Blackman game, and kind of like you said, they they were they were celebrating their victory. You know, a a region victory by more than two touchdowns is, is never a bad thing. But everybody everybody seemed to know that uh, Siegel Siegel did come out on top, and that was kind of the nail in the coffin more than anything.
2: Yeah, you know. So they you know they needed another win. You know, they could have easily won the week before and it had been a moot point. That
1: that was it. You know, it was the Blackman was, game. It was the I Blackman Rockvale
2: Rockvale game. Yeah. Yep.
1: That that was it, you know. And,
2: you know, you know what won that game? Special teams, an onside kick. So, I like to harp on special teams. (laughs) So, you can say their inability um, to recover an onside kick ultimately cost them in the end. Absolutely. I stayed after the
1: game on Friday and caught an interview uh, with Blackman quarterback Carter Gregory and tackle Xavier Wesley. Also got a highlight of the last touchdown of the season, run in by Caden Perkins. Let's go to that now.
0: We're at Blackwood High School with
1: quarterback Carter Gregory and tackle David Wesley. Tell us about this win today, uh, 31 to 14 over Coffee County.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, going out with these guys, I so, you know that in the county, we didn't go all day, the way. It was a season.
1: It season. You know, there's no doubt one more than we thought.
0: It
1: Xavier, tell us about this season. I know you guys uh, had a winning season this year. Uh, we're not on a bang. It was a good one. We got Kirk to $1,000, you know, he ran the block, he ran the block that
3: season. It was just fun, So sometimes Some things are being gone uh, yeah.
1: And tell us about uh, what we have coming up uh, later in the year. I know you're playing baseball this year, Carter. Uh, are you looking forward to that uh, in the spring? You know, it's just no chance to get out there and block I mean, you know, do, do what I do and you know, hopefully bring the to out there. And,
4: and Davy, are you looking at playing ball next year?
0: for taking the interview with me today,
1: guys. Nickle with
3: What separates us from other companies in Tennessee? Um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out and he's competent he's going to solve the problem for you we're considered a full encompassing service so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back
2: I'm blessed blessed through the blood of Christ with a beautiful wife and family to have served in the United States Navy, now serving the great town of Smyrna, and blessed that all of our boys went to Stewart's Creek. I'm Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage with over 20 years experience in mortgage lending. If you're buying your first house or your fifth, refinancing or building your dream home, please call or email me, or come see me at the South Lowry branch. It would bless me to assist in financing your dreams. Why the Hawaiian shirt? Closing on your home is a celebration, not a business meeting. Go Hawks!
3: He shoots, and he scores!
2: We offer services for both men and
4: women, breast, body, and face for both.
3: People come to plastic surgery offices because they want to improve something that they feel is a flaw in themselves.
4: About 10 years ago, our men's procedures were probably about 10% of what we did. Nowadays it's more like 30 or 40%. Eyelid lifts, liposuction, and we even do hair transplants here.
3: We are part of the community and we want to be able to walk around and see faces in the community that we've made happy.
1: Welcome back to Toots Restaurant on Broad Street on the Rutherford County High School Football Show. With the regular season coming to an end on Friday, let's take a final look at the standings. First, let's look at Region 3-6A. Riverdale earned the region title with their win over Oakland, who finished in second and will still get a first-round home playoff game. Siegel managed to get their way with a big win over Rockville due to a total victory tiebreaker between Siegel, Rockville, and Blackman. Blackman is out. In a situation like this, you start to wonder, scheduling tough out of region opponents it's beneficial or not. I know Blackman scheduled was it Brentwood early in the season and they had some tough opponents and I don't know
2: Ravenwood.
1: I don't know if if one more out of region win would have done it for them, but I see Siegel and Rockvale were five and five regular season, Blackman was four and six, and they're the they're the team that's out and I know that's that's the first tiebreaker, so
2: Yeah, I think most teams want to play a difficult non-schedule. I know Smyrna always has. You know, um, some teams, maybe it's not very beneficial for them to do that. Um, They're not ready to take on that type of competition, but um, it makes you better. I mean, it can make you better. If you're on the cusp of having a good team, you want to play good teams. You know, unfortunately, a lot of those schools in Williamson County fight the battle that the Riverdales and Oakland's uh, do over here they, they have a hard time getting games uh, so thus they end up playing one another from the, quite a few matchups you know Oakland went over to Ravenwood a couple weeks ago um, Riverdale has always played one or two teams from over there um, and you know yeah I don't think you can worry you know you, you don't have a crystal ball that says you know, we may get in a three-way tie. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. s- you just got to go out and play your schedule and see what happens.
1: And like, like we mentioned, it, it really did come down to the Blackman-Rockvale game. You know, yeah. if if Blackman would have won that, they, they'd be in the playoffs and Rockvale would be out. Um, but anyway, let's uh, move over to Region 5-6A. Smyrna maintained a perfect region record, winning their last six games of the year. Antioch beat Laverne, earning the second spot. Stewart's Creek beat McGavick, putting them in third, and Laverne was able to win some games and played everyone pretty close all year, but only four teams make it, not five.
2: Yeah, that went about as you would plan after we had a sample size of what that region looked like. I mean, you were sitting there at one point. Cane Ridge and Smyrna have dominated that. They've been one and two every year since I can remember, and after week four, they were both 0 and 4. So you're like, okay, what the heck's going on here, you know? (laughs) And uh, Antioch continues to make great strides. Smyrna improved. And um, so there you go. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the playoffs.
1: Going over to Region 5, 1A. Moore County was perfect on the season. Collinwood sits at number two, and Eagleville beat Cornersville, giving them third place instead of fourth. Good by the Eagles for really winning when it mattered most uh, here late in the season. Yeah,
2: they've basically been in play, playoff mode the last two weeks and um, came out smelling like roses. And now
1: over to Division Two, MTCS had a perfect region record, winning the regular season championship. Friendship right behind in second. How about PCA going five hundred in their first season and even guaranteeing a home playoff?
2: Yeah, good stuff for them. They've um, Came a long way since week one.
1: Yeah. Again, congratulations to MTCS. It seems like uh, that game against Friendship really was the the championship there.
2: Yeah, it was. No doubt about it. (laughs) I mean, they're they're 1A, 1B, clearly the two best teams in that uh, region.
1: And we at Main Street Media believe the players deserve recognition for all of their hard work seen on display every Friday night. Monty, who is this week's Rutherford County Player of the Week?
2: Well, I don't think there's any doubt you've got to go with Riverdale quarterback Braden Graham, a senior, who was 30 of 41 for 310 yards and four touchdowns, uh, including the game winning drive of 80 yards in about a minute. And he also, when they were trailing 17 to nothing, orchestrated that drive that cut a 17 0 lead to 17 to 7, which is a said earlier i thought was the key to the game
1: absolutely i believe that was his 35th uh touchdown on the year
2: yeah he's has um, been on fire
1: It's almost has i think he was close to 3,000 passing yards i mean it it's crazy his completion percentage is i think about 80 percent don't don't quote me on that but
2: it's over 70 yeah <laughs> but it's he's dialed in and he's got like i said you pick your poison on those receivers And he's only thrown two picks on the year. Yeah, that's amazing. So 35-2 touchdown to interception
1: ratio, that's about as good as it gets. It uh, honestly reminds me, it pains me to say this, reminds me of that Tennessee-Alabama game when, you know, Tennessee's leading at halftime by about 17 points. And uh, and then it goes to the second half, and things just kind of shifted the other way.
2: Got shut down, yeah. (laughs) Wasn't,
1: Wasn't as drastic. It was a little bit closer, you know. But uh, still, just talking about it here makes me makes me think about that. And now uh, You thought you had a one, and uh, you never know what can happen in the second half. different team can come out of the locker
2: room. Oh, well, tell the two halves. How many times have you heard that? Same. Well, now let's go to our interview
1: with Eagleville head coach Floyd Walker as he prepares for the playoffs.
2: We're going to be joined now by Eagleville football coach Floyd Walker. The Eagles back in the playoffs for the seventh year in a row, that's got a pretty good ring to it, don't it, Coach? Yeah,
4: it does, man. It really does. I'm happy for our kids. Uh, uh, There's some things that transpired early on in the year, and you didn't know whether or not they were going to have a shot at at getting in, but they kind of fought through it and and worked their way back into a a third-place finish in our region. So my hat goes off to this group of kids.
2: And, you know, really not knowing how – Going into last week, some crazy things could have possibly happened. Who knows? But one thing, the last two weeks for sure for you guys, if we take care of our business, we're in good business. And so you've kind of been in that playoff mindset already, haven't you?
4: Yeah, we really were. You know, it wasn't it wasn't one of those things we kind of dwelled on. We just kind of just kind of went went about our daily business. We didn't really talk about playoffs. We didn't talk about ifs and buts. You know, we just we just tried to be, you know, it's a kind of cliche, we just tried to take care of ourselves. And whatever happened after that, just happened. And, and fortunately enough, we were able to win the last two.
2: You mentioned you had a couple of hiccups there, you know, toward the middle of the year, but right. uh, you fought through it, you know, how how do you handle that? You've been doing this a long time. How do you handle it when you're struggling?
4: I mean, the, the biggest thing that you got to do is you just try to make sure that you do the simplest thing, Correctly, if you're if you're on offense, you make sure that if you take your base plays and you make sure that those kids understand exactly what they're supposed to do on those plays, and then on defensive side of it, it goes back to tackle. I mean, if you can if you can tackle and you tackle well, that's probably a good chance that you're gonna limit people on the amount of points that they can get, and and hopefully you just end up with one more than they do.
2: Well, you, you talked about your. A third place in your region, that was a pretty doggone tough region this year. I mean, you know, even Wayne County, you see them down there at the bottom. They they can be a handful.
4: Oh, they were a handful. Of course, you know, they beat us early on down at third place and everything. So they're a good football team. And they cause you a lot of problems with what they do schematically, offensively, and defensively. And uh, they stubbed their toe because I think Huntland snuck up and got them. Uh, one game so it was it was one of those deals if you take Moore County out of the mix uh, It could have been uh, this region could have been up for grass for any other other 16
2: You feel like it kind of gives you a, a Taste of what the playoffs are all about you you play three and you mentioned and you, you play a couple other teams could easily be in the playoffs. Maybe if they were in another region
4: Yeah, it does. It does because what you, when you start talking about playoff, (coughs) playoff football is you, you got to understand it. It's a possibility. If you don't play well, you're done. And it got kind of to that point with us, even though we didn't really talk about it, but we knew that if we, if we lost against Richland or we lost against Cornwall, it was a, it was a good possibility that we could have left got left out of this thing.
2: Okay. Wes Carroll, um, I know when you go west, you always face a tough (laughs) opponent. It doesn't really matter who they are, but I don't really. I believe. I believe is this the first time you face them, isn't it?
4: It's first time I've ever faced them. First time we've ever really heard about them. We didn't know anything uh, about West Carroll. We knew a little bit about McKenzie because they were in there dressing, and we've gone to dress in the last two years. Uh, So we're just trying to get our bearings straight on 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 West Carroll. uh, You know, actually where it's located at. Uh, what kind of football team they've got what they do offensively and defensively uh, and how we kind of how we kind of match up against them.
2: and you know in these games that are magnified with no do-overs or mulligans we'll go a golf term there right um, right uh, um special teams can be critical too can't they
4: special teams are always always critical in playoff games if you have a hiccup or you know if, if you muff a punt or a kick off or get something blocked or you know you miss an extra point everything is everything is magnified a little bit more in the playoff game because uh the simplest thing can cost you uh cause you a win and, and and eliminate you so we'll try to clean up all that stuff this week too. We always try to hit all of our special teams to make sure that that we're kind of sound in that so uh but yeah it could be a, it could be a big problem for you if you don't execute. It.
2: Y'all are probably the most experienced team around here as far as long road trips.
4: We are there. I
2: know some go out of state, but uh, what's your itinerary Friday?
4: Uh, we'll get the kids out of class probably Friday around, around 1 o'clock, and we'll get them loaded up, and we'll head out of here about 2. We'll have a pregame meal on the road, probably somewhere around Dixon. We normally stop at Colton's Steakhouse when we go. When we go west, so we'll stop at Colton's, have pregame meal, um, and then I think it's like an hour, hour, hour and a half ride from there to to Atwood, Tennessee. So we'll load up and and leave Colton's probably about three forty-five, and hopefully get in there about uh, five fifteen.
2: All right, Coach. Hey, we appreciate you a couple of times you come on and joined us this year, and um, uh, good luck uh, to the Eagles this week.
4: Thank you, brother. We appreciate it, man. Thanks.
2: It's Floyd Walker joining us today as his Eagles are headed to the playoffs again.
4: I'm Dr. Webb, I'm the owner and operator of Webb Aesthetic Plastic Surgery here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We offer services for both men and women, breast, body, and face for both.
0: I meet with patients who are ready to schedule surgery. We talk about their pre-op appointments, what to expect before surgery, what to expect during and after surgery.
3: We graduated medical school and nursing school the same day, and I had things that I believed in and stood by that I wasn't willing to compromise on. So when he came home, we had to discuss that we were on the same page with how we treated patients and staff. We want them to feel like they're part of our family. If you're looking for a great deal, look no further than the Yard Sale Store. Our locally owned and award-winning store is stocked with daily arrivals of new items at unbeatable prices. From housewares to sporting goods, floor into to furniture, we have everything you need. With our huge selection and discounts up to 90% off retail, you're sure to find exactly what you're looking for. Visit us today at one of our three convenient locations or check out our website, YardSaleStore.com, to see our latest arrivals.
0: Watch it! Did
4: that guy even see that girl on her bike?
3: What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's gonna be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pests to a friendly voice on the phone when you call. To a technician that comes out he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're gonna take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back.
1: sticking with us as we continue to cover some of the best football played in the state right here on the Rutherford County High School Football Show. Next up we have Monty's picks. Monty is 69 and 21 on the season picking game winners so I'm curious to hear who he is going to pick this week. First round of the playoffs is here and we have eight games to determine with MTCS uh, getting a first round bye. First let's talk about Eagleville. They're traveling to West Carroll.
2: Well um Eagle six and four, West Carroll five and four. Admittedly, no zero about West Carroll. I know typically when you travel west, they're very t- tough matchups. Um, Riverdale, I mean, um, Eagle's hot, but I think West Carroll beats them about twenty-one to fourteen. And
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna make a couple of picks this week too. I'm gonna go against you, Monty, just just to be a homer here and I'm gonna take Eagleville. Okay. Um moving on we got Siegelville travelling to Cookville.
2: Um, long trip, um good team. Um I think this is gonna be a close game. Definitely. I don't uh, you know I think this is a tougher region much tougher region than Lebanon, Gallatin and them, but um I'm gonna take Cookville, 28 to 27.
1: Honestly, I might have to agree with you on this one. It's just gonna to be tough traveling all the way to Cookville, and and to beat beat those folks. We will be going for the stars uh, here in Rutherford County. I'm not gonna be making that that drive, but uh, uh, we're still we're still pulling for you, Siegel. And PCA is hosting Nashville Christian at Floyd Stadium.
2: I think probably. Yeah, the records are four and six. National Christian PCA five and five. Uh, you know, you don't know how PCA is going to respond in this game, would be in its first live man football. I mean, National Christian they've been doing it longer. Um, got a well established program. You know, I'm I'm not sure who all they played this uh, this season, but uh, I'm gonna take them twenty four to. 20
1: and i'm going to pick probably similar score maybe a little lower than that i'm going to go with pca um, all right home team stewart's creek is traveling to ravenwood
2: Monty. this is where i think this is obviously one of those games we're going to see the difference in one region versus versus another i mean they're both seven and three but i think um Ravenwood's too strong for Stewart's Creek, and I'll pick them uh, thirty-five to twenty.
1: You know, hate to say it, I mean Stewart's Creek is hot, but Ravenwood does have more storied program. Um, they've just been strong for the past few yeah, years. Yeah, I mean,
2: their last two losses were to Oakland and Brentwood, and Brentwood's undefeated. So,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll go with you on this one. I'm going to pick the home team uh, with Ravenwood. Smyrna is hosting Independence, Monty?
2: You know, it seems like they play this game every year. You know, Smyrna's won six in a row. Um, Six and four. Independence is five and five. Again, I'm going back to that region. I'm going to take Independence uh, 24 to 17.
1: Yeah, I I like I like that total there. That sounds about right. I'm gonna take Smyrna. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take the home team here.
2: You're just riding the home teams out, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah,
1: pretty much. <laughs> uh and we have Riverdale hosting Green Hill.
2: Well this should be over by halftime, But you never you never know about sixteen to eighteen year old kids how they're gonna respond after slaying the giant last week, you know, and all that stuff. But uh, they'll keep them grounded, and um, Riverdale will win 42-14. Uh, to 14.
1: Yeah, I'm not going against Riverdale uh, at this point. Uh, I got Riverdale over, over Green Hill. Oakland is hosting Gallatin. Bonnie.
2: Oakland large. Would not want to be playing them this week. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'll have to agree with you. I, I got the Patriots.
2: I'm going all, I'm to all say stick with the 42-14. to 14.
1: Okay. I like that score.
2: And now, our game of
1: the week. Unfortunately, we do not have any Rutherford County matchups, but we do have an interesting matchup between Region 3 and 4 as Rockvale travels to Mount Juliet. Both teams are coming off losses, looking to correct mistakes and advance to Round 2.
2: Boy, if I could get in ahead the of them Rock Bell players. Yeah. <laughs> what what's making you tick right now? I can't figure I've said it all year. <laughs> A month in the season. I said, I don't know what the, I can't figure them out. I mean and I can't. Uh they could win that game. I mean they really could, but I'll have to take Mount Juliet at home um thirty one twenty one.
1: I'm, I'm going to take the other Rockvale team, the Rockvale B team, that that uh, is going to come out. Well, here. you are going Homer today, <laughs> <Yeah>. aren't you? <laughs> I'm just going to I'm going to take them to beat uh, to beat Mount Juliet. Uh, it's going to be a close game, though. I think that's going to be a real close game, and I hope the Rockets can prevail. But thanks for hanging out with us on the Rutherford County High School Football Show. We will be recapping all eight of the games played this weekend and previewing any of the teams that win, including MTCS, who we know will be advancing. But we'll see you next Tuesday at 10 a.m. right here at Toots Restaurant on Broad Street. Take care.
0: You've been watching the Rutherford County High School Football Show with Murfreesboro Post Sports Editor Monty Hale and Nick Gould. Read this week's Murfreesboro Post for all the latest news about Rutherford County High School Sports. The Rutherford County High School Football Show has been brought to you by Web Aesthetic Classic Surgery and Med Spa, Moxie Pest Control, The Yard Sale Store, Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage, Garbison Construction, and the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest on Rutherford County football.